Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Night Shadows. I'm Stuart Best. Where the paranormal is normal. Where that which you thought you knew, you didn't. And where the future can be known, if you know exactly where to look. Well, good evening, everyone, and thanks for tuning in. And we're honored to have Steve Fletcher on with us. Hi, Steve. Hi, Stuart. Great day. And we also have Larry. uh, Yeah, go ahead, Steve. Great to be here with you guys. Thank you. Yeah. Larry, are you with us still? I'm down here in the cold south and uh, glad to be with you guys. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be kind of fun. Uh, Before we get started uh, on this whole thing about uh, Purim and things like that, uh, I just wanted to make a comment that Steve has come under fire, you know, for doing actually what the Lord Jesus Christ commands us to do. And that is, what I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. And uh, (laughs) that's what he's doing. And people don't like it, or a lot of people don't like it, and uh, I feel that that's wrong. And I think a lot of these folks don't want the Lord to come back. They're not ready for him to come back. And therefore, when somebody has some uh, connecting the dots of things like that, that we're going to be even talking about tonight, they get upset. And uh, we're, we're seeing a division, I think, of, of uh, people who are, uh, the Lord's not going to come back for another 20, 30 years. So all this is hip, uh, you know, it's just hype and fear porn and all of that. And uh, it's just too bad that people take that kind of a stand when they're doing exactly what the Lord says to do. And uh, anyway, uh, before we get rolling on some of that, I wanted to bring in some of the headlines that are, and I'd like you guys to comment on them. Uh, U.S. orders 3,000 troops to bolster European allies in Russian-Ukraine crisis. The U.K. intercepts escorts four bombers in an area of interest. They're probing. Russia's probing, just as they have probed our Canadian and U.S. Uh, West Coast uh, areas. And I would imagine they're still doing it. We just don't hear about it. Uh, China fortifies her borders with the southern Great Wall. Uh, on and on and on it goes. Back to endless wars. U.S. military convoy enters northeast Syria. Uh, Then to the jab, Dr. Malone reveals how the Department of Defense is deleting data about the Charlie Victor jab side effects. And it's, it's just one thing after another. Dr. Ryan Call, alarming cancer trend suggests Charlie Victor jab alters natural immune response. Um, 
anyway, uh, what do you guys think is going on? Are we watching a wag the dog over here? Because we also have some headlines where it appears as though the rhetoric is toning down and people are backing off. And then you read something else where they say, no, 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 this is really going high speed. What do you think? Maybe Steve, go first. Share, Larry? Go ahead. Well, you know, I've been I've been showing uh, for quite a while why we're already in the middle of tribulation. I mean, we're number one. Israel turned seventy in two thousand between two thousand seventeen and two thousand eighteen. You know, yep. then we had the the uh, the Great American Eclipse, the Revelation twelve star sign. We had the confirmation of the 70 years of Israel on May 14, 2018. And then the day after the, uh, the Israel became 70, turned 70, they had that Clade X uh, pandemic exercise. And see, this is the, the prophecy was the 70 years are over. And Daniel's 70th week is going to begin. And so they planned out the pandemic on May 15, 2018. And 666 days later, it became a global pandemic on March 11, 2020. If you guys want to do the math, March 11, 2020 was Shushan Pyram. We're going to be talking about Pyram tonight. And yes. the pandemic began on Shushan Piram, and that was 666 days after Israel turned 70. <laughs> see, we're we're right in the middle of the the prophecy. Most people don't want to see it; they don't care to see it. But we're here, and this is what's going on. So. <laughs> Just getting, just getting worse and worse and worse each and every day. It's not going away. Yeah, I think people are looking, you know, for some golden dawn that's going to come along. But if there is a golden dawn, <laughs> it's going to be a fake, you know. Larry, what's your take on all this? It's just, the timeline to me is very, very, uh, how do I say, it's uh, accurate. I guess would be the word. You know, we're watching confirmation after confirmation after confirmation that we are at the end of things and mankind's probation upon this planet is basically coming to an end. Which, uh, what do you think about that? Well, I find it interesting that uh, you've got 300, or maybe 325, uh, 330 million people in the United States that's still basically sitting on their couch and they're they're actually uh from what i can glean from most of the, even the news i mean any kind of news even the patriotic and the conservative news is the fact that uh well we're going to begin to fix this after the at the uh 2022 election and then in 2024 election we're really going to solidify this and things are going to turn around and we can't hardly wait for Donald Trump to come back and straighten all this out. Uh, 
and that's where it seems like so many of them are. And then on the other side of the, the coin, if you will, uh, you've got all the uh, dyed-in-the-wool communists, which includes uh, really a pretty large amount of people, especially everybody in Washington, D.C., uh, and it includes all the Democrats, and oddly enough, the majority of the the Republicans are yes. in that communist camp. So with that being said, uh, I, you know, it's, it's so amazing that they think all of this is going to change after they just had four solid years of a Donald Trump presidency where basically he didn't really turn anything around. He didn't really drain any of the drops out of the swamp. Matter of fact, for four solid years, everybody he picked was from the swamp. And and oddly enough, most everybody he picked in the swamp betrayed him and are still betraying him. And our entire government of this nation is to- totally communist and against the people of this country. So, with that being said, are we all insane? You remember insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting a different result. I don't think we're going to see a different result. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, everybody, because when you're, when you're playing a game like this, Global Deep State knows exactly what they're doing. It was all written down in the so-called protocols, and everybody said, well, the protocols don't exist. And then in Iron Mountain, uh, the report from uh, uh, from Iron Mountain that uh, that laid the whole thing out, that laid the agenda out. But of course, that was just a uh, charade. It didn't wasn't real. And on and on they go. Then you had silent weapons for quiet wars. Well, that's just a fake. And uh, everything is a fake. But meanwhile, everything in those documents, which were laid out very carefully by the elite. They're doing it right in front of everybody's face, and like you just said, Larry, nobody's doing anything. You don't hear a lot of uh, hoopla about it. Uh, Speaking about hoopla, have you guys heard any more about the Canadian situation and the truckers? Because I don't – I hear some rhetoric about maybe the truckers here in America might do something, whereas the truckers in Canada actually have done something. What, what do you think I just, uh, on that? Well, what's, what's interesting about that, Stuart, and, and I, if there are any truckers in America that are planning this great truck escapade from California and picking up people all the way to Washington, D.C. on this huge, massive truckathon or, or whatever they're going to call it uh, to Washington, they need to keep in the back of their mind this precedent on January the 6th, to where a mass of patriotic conservative people went to Washington, D.C. and marched up there carrying their little signs, wearing their red caps. And I'm not against that. I'm not against that. However, they went in there thinking everything was like it was 50 years ago, and they got their butts handed to them. And so 
you know, I, I would say this is a red flag to all those truckers that think they're going to drive to Washington, D.C., and not think that Antifa and Black Lives Matter haven't been embedded with them, and not think that they don't have federal spies in their midst and even in their some of their trucks, and not think that there's going to be a false flag against them because the powers that be, which is the entire federal government of the United States of America, is not going to give them their freedom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, the people in deep state, you know, the FBI, Homeland Security, and all of that, somehow think that uh, they're going to survive all of this, when in reality, of course, they themselves will be lined up and shot by the very people they aided to come to power. They just haven't come to power yet in, in full enough strength to carry out what is coming upon them. It never stops. It never changes. If, you, if you're going to be a, a traitor to your Constitution, to your Bill of Rights, to your own family, you're worthless. You're, you're not probably even worth a 44 Magnum bullet between the eyes. That's a waste of money. I don't know what you do with people like that. They're worthless trash. Doesn't matter if they wear a suit. Doesn't matter if they have a, uh, you know, a uh, high-paying salary. You turn against your own family, your own government. You're worthless trash. And don't think for a minute that the communists or who's going to over, overrun all this, UN, whoever it is, don't know that. Hey, I'm going to kill all of you people. Yeah, go ahead, Larry. <laughs> you, you, what you mentioned is something I saw on uh, the Internet today, and it was very, very interesting. Uh, there was a little post up there that said, uh, said uh, you know, we're not going to take this much longer, and I think what <laughs> we need to do is not waste any of the bullets that are hard to find and expensive to buy, but they wanted everybody to know that ropes are reusable. <laughs> yeah, I know. Steve, you're down there. You're out of the country watching all this. What's your take? As you just watch what's going on in this nation of ours. Hello, Steve. Huh? I think we lost him. We must Are you stop. there? Steve? Wow. Let me see if he's still here. No, he's dropped off. Maybe we can get him back. I don't know. So, anyway, while we're waiting to see if he can come back on, uh, how do you think we're going to have a revolution? Larry? I'm a little bit I'm a little bit perplexed in one thing. Uh, I recently read a really really interesting book by uh, D. L. Hennessy. I posted it on my blog and I've mentioned it before. It's it's got a rather in, incredible t- uh, title. It's called Within and Without Time. And on the front is a uh, if you've seen the book on my blog, uh, the 
front of it, it's got a broken time glass or time where you could turn it up and over and then range through and then you yes. turn it over again, that time of, of uh, container. And oddly enough, in, in that, it talks about a time when a – and it's it's really the book was written uh, before Biden took office, but it's like when they come into office, this book seems to ring a chime of a, a tyrannical takeover of the nation, and especially, uh, and I've been talking about this, uh, about uh, Dimitri Dudeman's word uh, yeah. about the Blackbird vision where basically Lucifer loses his minions against the true Christians, not, not just the church. I'm not going to say the church. You don't say that. Dimitri Dudeman's <laughs> vision said it was against the true Christians, not the fake ones. And yeah. so with that being said, you know, I had that vision of the door where at the last minute there was some kind of great influx of grain. But, Stuart, I'm looking at the environment. Where America doesn't have an environment to have a revival uh, or, or even a, a call to repentance or salvation. There's no, there's no platform in America with people surrounding it to operate in that function. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunate. Steve, are you back? Did you pick me up? Yep. Okay. You know, I, I asked a question uh, before we lost you. Uh, okay. You're, you're you're not you're you're outside of the United States. And you're kind of looking at it. What is your take about the people of America and where we're going? Well, I mean we're. You know, I'm from I'm from Minnesota. I'm living down here in Mexico. I'm actually in one of the best places in the world. I think. I mean, we're so it's uh, it's really easy going here as far as all of the there's no mandates or anything. It's really uh, it's really been easy this whole time. Has been uh, especially where we are in the Yucatan. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, this this has been a real blessing for us to be in this in this location. I, you know, the Lord placing us here. I think that uh, you know a lot of people in, in the United States are are really seeing where things are going, and they're starting to, you know, they're starting to open up to what's really happening. But probably not the majority, right? Just uh, a small group mm-hmm. of people. And um, I think that you were talking about the uh, trucker, um, you know, movement in Canada. Wasn't that shown on, like, the tariff cards that after, like, some type of trucker strike, there's going to be shortages coming then? Isn't this, like, the beginning of extreme shortages of supplies? You mean the Illuminati cards? Is that what you're yeah. talking about, the, the game cards? I can't remember. I do yeah, have I, it I somewhere. i got to dig it out. Is, I think they show the trucker strike on there. Yeah. It's, well, all, it's, all part of the, it's all part of the game. Yes. Yep. And uh, it's just too bad that uh, people don't understand how the script works. And when I use the term script, this is all well planned out. And uh, it's been planned out actually for years. It's it's kind of liquid. In other words, they they allow for things to change, 
but they still steer back to the overall agenda of world domination. And I'm afraid it is going to work that way. And uh, here's a, here's a, an article here. Uh, China joins Russia in opposing NATO expansion. Now, Larry, you did uh, some work on, uh, what's his name, uh, Dmitry Dudeman's prophecy. And it seems to me, I remember Russia and China joined forces, didn't they, in that? Well, they did, and here's the odd thing, Stuart. Now, here's the odd thing, and you, you can see how this would fit into biblical prophecy, uh, and especially even what's going on right now, because what we're seeing uh, in Europe, or on the border of Europe, if you will, and the Ukraine and that region, is Putin bringing in a massive, massive military. I mean, larger than, I guess, Russia's ever fielded ever, as far as I know. And they are locked in step all the way across to Belarus, which is right up against Poland and Ukraine, and the the footsteps of, of Europe, if you will, or the EU. And what's so odd is they recently had a situation in Kazakhstan that Russia went in, and then China began sending in troops. See, uh, Kazakhstan is also landlocked with uh, Russia and China, and now mm-hmm. you're finding, Stuart, and they're not reporting on it particularly, but there's Ch- Russian and Chinese troops working together in that region. And if you'll remember a few years ago, China and uh, Russia did massive war games and brought train loads of tanks and armor and troops and worked together on moving them across the country. So I think that was a pre-plan, a, a precursor, if you will, of where this seems to be going. Um, it, it's amazing. Now, here's the thing, uh, Stuart, because I'd like your opinion on this and whatever Steve would want to talk about. But uh, in this, uh, matter of fact, uh, Daniel Holdings, who was on last week, I believe, he mentioned uh, on Facebook today, he put a – a warning up, and he was warning about the message for America from Dmitry Dudeman that was given in 1984. And basically that message was, America will burn, and I want to save the churches, but they have forsaken me. That was part of the basic message. Now, in that message, he begins to talk about who fights who, and it appears that Russia and all of those with Russia basically go against uh, uh you know, the U.S. and mountains of Israel, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. However, in that, in that huge amount of fighting, right at the last minute, and, and this is something that's concerned me all along, you know, I've always said and, and a number of times that I believe that China wants Russia and the U.S. to work out their frustrations on each other, use up their armor or their munitions, and then China will just take over. Now, in this... Uh, uh, warning to America that Dmitry Dudeman issued, he says that that begins to happen, that war starts, and then suddenly when Russia has won basically what they wanted to win, <clears throat> that China and Japan and I think one or two <clears throat> two other countries would link together and and go against Russia and defeat Russia all the way back into Europe somewhere. 
And so this is how this scenario, according to Dmitry Dudeman, was shown it would work out. In other words, Russia and the U.S. would go, you know, in a, in a fight that would involve also Europe, and it would look like they were all defeated. The, the West, as what we call the Western powers, would be basically defeated, and that's when China would turn on Russia, and then they would attack Russian forces, and basically it looks like come out on top, maybe. But uh, he didn't tell the entire scenario, so we don't know exactly how this plays out. What do you think? Well, that would be the kings of the East, yeah. Um, what do you think, Steve? Well, I got a couple things that I'm looking at I wanted to uh, get into tonight, a couple things that I've been uh, kind of investigating a little bit, not too much, but I wanted some feedback on it, and it has to do with, um, well, NATO in and of itself, NATO, and being connected to the King of the North, NATO is the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, and then... um, I want to talk about the woman who rides the beast, which is uh, all connected to Europe. But let's talk about NATO. Um, Isaiah 14, 13, when it talks about Lucifer wanting to go up, it says, Thou hast uh, said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. Mm Mm-hmm. And then Daniel eleven thirteen says, For the king of the north shall return and shall set forth a multitude greater than the former, shall certainly come after certain years with a great army and with much riches. And so what we have here is we have, you know, Lucifer in and of itself is connected to the north. Yes. Okay. And then we've got right now, we've got all of the NATO armies, in one location, I, I shared a, a message a couple of weeks ago, or a few days ago, maybe a week ago now, called Ukraine Smokescreen Armageddon. And, you know, we've been taught that, you know, it says in the Hebrew tongue that all the armies come together in a, in a location called, in the Hebrew tongue, Har-Mageddon. And mm-hmm. the traditional teaching is that that location is Megiddo, and it's actually in Israel and even towards the south of Israel, down towards Jordan area. But um, when we look at the end-time scenario and the attacks that are going to come uh, against Israel, it's, it's from the north, you know? Yep. And I did, in, in that message that I did, I, I looked up, uh, I did a search online, and people can do this on their own. I actually have all the links in my, in my video that I did. I, I did a search, Ukraine Armageddon. And there's about 20 different articles online that connects everything that's happening right now to really the buildup to Armageddon. Even an article I found going back to 2010 that said, Ukraine is the Armageddon button. And it just really uh, shocked me that there is all this information uh, linking what could be happening right now. So my my whole thought in that in that message was, you know, what if we've got that location wrong? We, you know, we've been taught, and so many things that have been taught are just wrong. 
And so this could be another one of those things about where the actual location is. And because it's not in Armageddon, because it's not in Megiddo, people aren't really paying attention to what is... But we're talking about all the kings, you know, all the, all the uh, kingdoms of the north, of the North Atlantic Treaty, all of the world's armies are coming together in, in a strategic location. And this location is, I did the math on the, on the, on the distance, it's 500 yes, miles to Moscow, and it's only 1,000 miles to Jerusalem. And so all three, you know, there's four different types of ballistic missiles, and the short range wouldn't make it, but the, uh, the intermediate range, the long range, and the intercontinental ballistic missile, all three of those would, would make it from Ukraine to Israel. And there's nothing standing in the way between Ukraine and Israel. There's, mm-hmm. no, there's no allies of Israel in between. It's, it's a direct line. To Jerusalem. And so the whole thought I have about this is that this is just a smokescreen of Russia and Ukraine and China. And it's really, I mean, it's all going to be turned, and it could be turned in an instant. I mean, if there was some type of conflict that took place between Iran and Israel, and then all of these people needed to get involved, I mean, we could, within minutes, everybody could be headed towards Jerusalem. And oh, let me let me interject. Yeah, let me interject. Let me interject some news right here that might have something to do with that. It may not have any to do with it, but there's some fresh news people are not aware of. And and one of those things, guys, is the fact that unknown to a lot of people, and, and now I get a lot of news out of Israel. I get I have a, a multitude of sources in Israel that is sending me things that's involved with Ukraine that nobody seems to know about. And one of those things is that there's a few hundred thousand uh, Jewish people in Ukraine. Uh, There's a huge Jewish community there. And uh, what what has happened, it seems like, the latest intel that I'm getting, even from Depkafile, is reporting that... uh, the Jewish community is highly involved in the possibility of this war, and that now the uh, Ukrainian foreign minister is working directly with Israel and the go- the government of Israel, the current one under Bennett, and they are now asking for assistance uh, with cyber attacking and uh, missile defense and all of that. Uh, you know, if you'll remember, Israel did the very same type of activities and supported the Azerbaijan war against Armenia, and this yep. is what Ukraine's doing. Now, Now, my question is this, you know, because this, what you're finding is somehow you're dovetailing Armageddon basically in Israel proper, into Ukraine because of links that we're really not all that aware of, but this is going on behind the scenes. Uh, Israel apparently is preparing to assist the Ukrainian military in fighting or defending against Russia. Now, is that maybe a, a you know a hook in a jaw to make Russia decide? Well, we'll just go after you, Israel. What do you think? Yeah, Steve, go ahead. Hello? Did we lose him again? (laughs) 
I think we I, did. I probably and, shouldn't have talked. I probably shouldn't well, have talked so long. <laughs> are you there? No, I, Steve? Yeah, I mean. I, okay. Yeah, we yeah, can hear you. Still connected here. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, we can hear you. Um, yeah. So. So um, I, yeah, I think it's all it's all connected, but it's like a smokescreen. I mean, they're not really coming out and saying this is their end game. But we know what, you know, biblically, we know what the end game is. Yes. The end game is Jerusalem. And so somehow it's got to be within what they're doing and planning. And it's, I believe we're a lot farther along than most people can imagine. Yes. In the Revelation timeline. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I think this is going down much much faster than anybody, uh, you know. Um, but what's interesting too is, as you said, Jerusalem is the target. It's always been the target. And Ukraine, is, what's really interesting about it is a beautiful area, Crimea and whatnot, to be staging all of these Russian troops. And uh, so, it, yeah, it's kind of uh, it's kind of interesting. Well, you know, we could look back even to 1986. If we if we go back that far, how many years has it been then since 1986? 36 years. Yep. Since uh, Chernobyl. Oh, and, that's right. You know, Chernobyl. Chernobyl is Ukraine and. In in, uh, in the Ukrainian language, Chernobyl means wormwood. Yes. And you know, really, when you when you consider that whole region, what happened to Europe and Ukraine and the whole surrounding area? I mean, you can apply all of the scriptures when it talks about wormwood and all of the contamination and all the waters. You know. And the explosion mm-hmm. that happened and it just that whole thing, all of that can be connected to uh, Chernobyl. And so that's in and of itself is a, is a sign for us, I think, that Ukraine could be, uh, have a bigger role than anybody could imagine. You know, Chernobyl being Wormwood. Oh, good point. Good point. Uh, you know, Ukraine... How do I word this? Could be the first domino. That's where it all starts, and it just escalates. But I I agree with you. I think it is a smokescreen. Uh, I think they're playing diversionary tactics when the real goal is, in fact, Jerusalem and taking out uh, Israel. That's always been their goal, and they're not going to stop. What do you think, Larry? Yeah, go ahead, Steve. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so in getting into this other point, and uh, just, I wanted to get your uh, opinion on this and just see what you guys think about this, but Revelation 17 talks about the woman who rides the beast, right? Yes. So let me just read from Revelation 17. Says, so he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-colored beast full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. Okay, and the, the, the beast has the seven heads and the ten horns. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color, 
decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. Upon her forehead was the name Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus, and when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. And the angel said unto me, Wherefore didst thou marvel, I will tell thee the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carrieth her, which hath the seven heads and the ten horns. Okay, so what, what I wanted to just uh, kind of try to make some connections here and uh, is that in Revelation chapter 2, it talks about the, the throne of Satan. When it talks about in Pergamos, yes. you have the, thro- the throne of Satan that was in Pergamos, Turkey. And it's, it's the altar of Zeus that was the, the temple of Zeus that was in Pergamos and that ended up being taken from Pergamos to Berlin. And now they have a, a museum the temple of Zeus in Berlin, Germany, and it's the, it's the throne of Satan. Biblically, is the uh, the definition of the throne of Satan in in Revelation chapter two in Pergamos. It's the altar of Zeus. It's it's Zeus himself is the you know where Satan dwells. And yep. and then you have this woman who rides the beast. And if you connect that to Zeus. And you've got this myth in, uh, in, in Greek mythology that in Greek mythology, Europa, or Europe, was a Phoenician princess of Argive Greek origin and the mother of King Minos of Crete. The continent of Europe is named after her. The story of her abduction by Zeus in the form of a bull is a Cretan story and if she was taken away on a beast, and so this woman riding the beast is a representation of Europe riding Zeus, you know, the throne. Well, you've got this whole connection to, to Zeus, and you've got this connection to Germany, to Berlin. But I thought about this when, we, when, when the whole, you know, everything started going, you know, when they were looking at all the mandates, around the world, um, of course, we know Australia and New Zealand are really, really strong on the mandates. But then you had all of these European countries that were all gung-ho about the mandates. You've got Italy, you've got France, you've got Austria, Germany. Someone just sent me um, me, uh, an email today that Germany has just voted to go fact, and, and they're going to be going to the mandate again. And so you've got all these, all these European countries that, I mean, when you consider, you know, is this the beast, they're riding, the, Europe is the one riding the beast. And it's like they're front and center on following through and, and obeying all of the orders. Europe is riding the beast. This woman that's riding the beast. And so this, then you've got this tie into the to NATO and how it's all connected to Ukraine. It's all of Europe, and it's Europe. Europe, Europe, Europe is the center. Even connected to the woman riding the beast is Europe. So what do you guys then think about got, that? How, how, what do you think about that assessment? Well, that, you, you can tie all that back to Obama 
Because remember, exactly. And I, I actually have, I actually have a screenshot here when I, when I um, uh, download this and and uh, put it up on my channel. I'm going to put it together with all of my slides, and so as I'm talking about it, I can have the graphic of what I what I've prepared, and you can, you know, you'll you'll be able to get it. But I've got the altar of. You know, the altar Zeus from Berlin, Germany, and the, you know, how it looks and how it's all set up at the museum there in Berlin. And then you've got the altar of Zeus that Obama used at his nomination. And it's an exact replica of the altar of Zeus of Berlin is an exact replica of, and you can see it. It's just amazing, the, the connection to it all. Yeah. And he was making a statement like you point out on his uh, birthday party, you can contribute $6, $60, or $600, 666, follows him around everywhere. But why would he take yeah, – I mean, uh, yeah, go ahead. No, yeah, and he said you can chip in. <laughs> Anybody who wants to chip into my foundation, right? It's yeah. 666. <laughs> right in front of everybody's face, and they still can't believe it. Anyway, uh, let's get into this pyramid. Larry, do you have any questions you want right now? Want to get oh, no, no, pyramid. I'm okay. Okay, Steve, can you tell us what you've dug up here on this pyramid? Now, I did see an interesting movie on YouTube uh, about February 22nd. And uh, evidently, there's something to this. They they had this Alexa, you know, from Amazon. You ask it questions uh-huh. and it'll answer. And they they asked when an, uh, an arrival would take place, and they said February 22nd, Alexa said. Uh, when will Antichrist be born? February 22nd, Alexa said. So the two, 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 six twos is very probably very important because it aligns itself with what you have found. So maybe we should get into this. Uh, that that whole area of time seems to be very fascinating for people. Yeah. Now we could look at we could look at uh, February, and the reason I'm watching March instead of February is because in this year in the Hebrew calendar, there's a there's an extra month. Now, a lot of people don't understand why there has to be an extra month, but they only have 360 days a year in their lunar calendar, and our solar calendar has 365 days. So if they ran it out every year and lost five days, then if they don't put that extra month in there, then soon they're going to be celebrating Passover at Christmas time, you know, and, right. or, or they're going to end up celebrating tabernacles in the spring. And so they have to keep their calendar on a seasonal as well as a lunar calendar. So they, they add an extra month seven times every 19 years. It's the way they do their calendar. Well, in 2020, on March 11th, when they proclaimed, the uh, World Health Organization proclaimed COVID a global pandemic, it was Shushat Theorem. And so yes. that was March 11, 2020, Shushan Hiram. And then in this year, it's March 18th, 
well, yeah, Sushan theorem, the last day of theorem is March 18th. So what I'm, what I'm watching, instead of watching February, which really on the Hebrew calendar is, is not anything significant, I, I see the dates. I, I've watched, like, the Super Bowls in the past and stuff like that, but I try to watch stuff that's connected to the Hebrew calendar in some significant way. So I don't see anything in February connected to the Hebrew calendar. But as soon as I saw all of this stuff connecting to the Hebrew calendar and connecting to March, then I began putting all of these connections together. So okay. the, first thing, the first thing we see about Shushan theorem is the, the biblical story. In and of itself, the story of Esther, the, uh, the story of Haman, the Antichrist figure in, 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 uh, in that time from Persia, they wanted to destroy the Jews, and they had the set time, uh, you know, the 13th day of the 12th month. In this case, it's the 13th day of the 13th month, which is kind of a double, you know, it's a double whammy because the, everything is revealed in Revelation chapter 13 is the revelation of the beast. Yes. And now we've got Purim in the 13th month. Well, and so what we've got there is we get the story in and of itself of a biblical genocide, of a biblical extermination, which Jesus said, if those days were not shortened, no flesh would be saved. I mean, we know what's coming. Jesus warned us what's coming on the world. And so, there, but there was a release, you know, there was an escape. There was a deliverance. And so that's what we're hoping for. You know, we know that the judgments are going to come upon the earth, but we also know that just as there was in the time of Esther, just as there was in the time of the Exodus, just as there was in the time of the flood, you know, as in the days of Noah, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. There's going to be a deliverance also from the wrath of God. Okay? Yep. So, so... Yeah. Now, the first thing that got me connected to this, and, and I'd like to, uh, you know, get you guys to um, comment on this. The first thing that uh, had me see Shushan theorem, I was looking at um, 2015 because remember in 2015 we had uh, Obama with Pope Francis at the White House on the week of the final blood moon of the Tetrad, um, and then it was the uh, Agenda 2030 was that week. Yep. I mean, all of these things that happened. And I was watching um, what Daniel talks about, the 2300 days. But there's something that happened in November and December of 2015. Now, this is it's the Paris Climate Agreement, where the first time in history, we had 197 countries came together and agreed on a plan to save the earth, right? I mean, yep. this is their plan, to save planet earth. And Daniel 8, 11, and 12 says, He even exalted himself as high as the prince of the host, and by him the daily sacrifices were taken away. The place of the sanctuary was cast down. Because of transgression, an army was given over to the horn, an army or a host, you know, a body was given mm-hmm. over the horn to oppose the daily sacrifices. He cast truth down to the ground. He did all this and prospered. And it goes on to Daniel 8.14 and talks about 2,300 days 
that were given to this host, okay? And so mm-hmm. it's interesting that Barack Obama uh, participated. Even in 2021, he was still participating in COP26. He was the head speaker before 120 heads of state. So it's not as though Obama is, is gone. He got this thing going, and he's still involved. Since 2015, he's still involved in 2021. It was November 30th, 2015 that Obama participated. And it's 2,300 days that brought us to Chuchan Theorem this year, March 18th. So that's the first thing I saw. And I'm like, there's got to be something going on here in Chuchan Theorem. There's this connection here. Let's see what else. And so that kind of was my first piece. And then mm-hmm. I started seeing all this other information that's coming together. What did you guys yep. think about that? Well, when you've got a lot of connecting the dots and they all fit, then uh, something is coming. We know that. Uh, there are little twists and turns about how all this is going to be revealed to God's people. But you, you, you're one of those that has really connected all kinds of signs together. You're the one that pointed out the Jonah signs. Uh then we had the writing on the wall with the plant growth on the wall that spelled out. Uh, we've just had sign after sign after sign. And now with this, it seems like it's just all coming together. Yeah. But it, and so here's, here's another thing um, I found really interesting. You know, that we found the 2300 days connected to the Paris Climate Agreement. And I found another thing that I shared in a, in a, in a video after. It's uh, 1,335 days before March 18th. Pretty interesting because, first of all, Purim is the whole story of Persia. Okay? Yeah. So if we go back 1,335 days, as it says in Daniel 12, 12, blessing few dates that arrives at the 1,335 days, we come to July 22nd, 2018. Now, on the Hebrew calendar, that's Tisha B'Av, which is the ninth of Av. It's the day that both temples were destroyed. And so in, in Hebrew history, it's like the worst day, okay? If we go back 1,335 days, it's, it, it's, uh, it's the worst day on the Hebrew calendar. And then on this day, July 22nd, 2018, Connecting to Persia and Purim, Iran's President Rouhani warns Trump about the mother of all wars. I looked up that date and I, I just went into the news and I wanted to find out what was happening on that day. And this, this news article came out. So you've got the connection with Iran giving the warning about the mother of all wars. And then we've got a 1,335-day connection between the two worst days on the Hebrew calendar when you consider the, the destruction of the temples and the planned annihilation of the Jews. Well, we have a repeat here, don't we, with uh, Global Deep State planning the annihilation of the Christians. Uh, exactly. And if you look at uh, Esther... Uh, she went before the king, and that's the only way it got stopped. Uh, it was the king's decree 
that uh, delivered them out of uh, certain death. Well, Jesus Christ is the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. So it kind of parallels deliverance. Now, I know a lot of people out there don't believe in a rapture. Uh, there's no such word in the Bible. Well, it comes from the Greek rapio. And uh, it's a deliverance. It's a translation of the saints. Uh, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. So there has to be a transformation. Behold, in the twinkling of an eye, we shall all be changed. Uh, there is a deliverance. And John, and John, the return covenant is a promise. I go to prepare a house for you in my father's house. And if I would have told you if it wasn't true. And so we have the promise that he's coming back to take his church home. And uh, you find that all over the place, really, if you, if you look for it. And in the book of Revelation, Jesus says, I, because you have kept the word of my patience, I will keep you from the hour of trial, temptation, that is to try all those who dwell upon the face of the whole earth. Now, this is a warning to the people who have rejected God's Son, have rejected the Bible, have poo-pooed it, laughed at it, mocked it, say it's not true. They are in for an awful big surprise. Because if they had done what Jesus commanded of them, to study, to show themselves approved, they would know that the Bible is true. There, there is no excuse for anybody not knowing the Bible is actually the truth. And uh, it's the only book in the world that uh, proves it totally. It, it, it kind of locks people down with knowledge, so you can't back out of it. Uh, anyway, uh, it's, a, it's just amazing. And it all ties together. Yeah. Now, Purim was, in fact, a deliverance, an escape, if you want to put it that way. Well, that's why... That's why today they celebrate, you know, they, they celebrate with, with masquerade parties, <laughs> you know. And you think about uh, at, the, at the end of the year, the New Year's uh, celebration when Obama and Michelle, Barack and Michelle had uh, their 2022 uh, masks on. And you saw that there was uh, like a barcode going across their forehead, the number 222 on their forehead, you know. And uh, just, I pointed out, you know, what I pointed out there is they're mocking, number one, they're mocking the Christians because there's there's a barcode on their forehead with a number. Yep. They're also pointing to Purim because Purim is the time that they use the masks. And, yeah, you know, the mask is... maybe will be the time, yeah, the, the time for the masks to actually come off, the revealing will happen on Purim because that's connected to the mask. I notice you've got down a lot of things that have have actually occurred on Purim. It's kind of interesting how Purim, and then you got the skull and bones in 322, March 22nd. Uh, an Obama thing, though, you've got Michelle, she's got 222 on hers. Actually, it's 2022. But the way they would add it up, that's a six. So they got six, six 
right in front of everybody's faces. Uh, they got yeah. six. Yeah, it's just amazing how they're mocking everybody. Well, and then, and then you know, you connected to Obama's birthday when he said, I, everybody wants to chip in for my 60th birthday party. If you want to give $6, $60, or $600, so you've got the three sixes there connected to his birthday. Well, on March 18, 2022, if you go from Obama's birthday on August 4, 1961, it's 60 years, six months, and six weeks. Exactly. <laughs> to Purim. And... And the, the final six weeks translates to 42 days, and 42 is the number of the Antichrist when it's talking about 42 months. He's given 42 months to continue. So it's connected to the Antichrist. Now, there's another thing about 42 that I wanted to share with you guys, and um, let's take a look at the Georgia Guidestones that were erected on March 22, 1980. Because if we if we consider that we got the date you know three twenty two in and of itself could be the date or it could be pointing to the month uh, the whole month of March twenty two mm-hmm. March of two thousand twenty two but then you got here is the the thing that I hadn't talked about in in a previous message was. 42 years from the erection of the Georgia Guidestone. The first commandment, you know, this is like the Ten Commandments of the New World Order. The first commandment of the Georgia Guidestones is to maintain humanity under 500 million people. In other words, they have to eliminate 90% of humanity so that they can have perpetual balance with nature. Right. Okay. Well, then you get into the number 42. The meaning of numbers, the meaning of the number 42 is derived from its direct connection to the coming Antichrist. His evil efforts will last 42 months in the end time, and thus it is firmly associated with him. Revelation 11, 1 and 2. Then the angel gave me a measuring rod like a staff, saying, Arise and measure the temple of God, and the altar of each shall trample upon the holy city for 42 months. Yes. Revelation 13 states that the end time beast power will be so powerful that no one will be able to make war with him. He will speak boastful things and receive authority to do almost anything he wants for 42 months. Revelation 13, 4 and 5. 42 is made up of 6 and 7, showing a link between mankind and God's spirit and a link between the Antichrist and Jesus Christ. So what's more than ever before is that, you know, 42 years from this uh, monument that was put up. And then you've got nine years from Obama's trip to Israel. Now, people keep coming back at me and saying this all the time. How could Obama be the Antichrist if Israel would never accept him? I said, well, they already did. I mean... In 2013, Obama made a trip to Israel, and they called that trip the Unbreakable Alliance. Yes, they did. Yep, that's right. The Unbreakable Alliance. Now, in Hebrew, it means the covenant of the peoples. Okay? Doesn't that sound like the covenant with the many? 
the covenant of the people's an unbreakable alliance, which Obama ended up breaking three and a half years later when he voted against Israel in the Security Council, Resolution 2334 on December 23, 2016. Three and a half years later, Obama broke the covenant. I mean, this is the exact scenario that Bible scholars have been talking about, and now that it happens, nobody sees it, you know? Isn't this the type of thing you're supposed to be looking for when somebody goes to Israel and makes a big, a big alliance, and then they break the alliance three and a half years later? It's exactly what has happened. See, this has already been nine years now, <laughs> and now we wonder why is the world in lockdown under a global pandemic, and who's running the show? Who's the guy running the show? Yeah. So. Yeah, I think. Uh, are you and familiar got, with the, the uh, years? Huh? Yeah, are you familiar with the? Uh, uh, Larry, help me out here. Um, Kenyan Kenyan prophecy. Kenyan prophecy. Yes. Are you familiar with that, Steve? Uh, I think we talked about that one time before. I can't. I can't remember right offhand. No. Well, basically what it was was that a son of Kenya would rise up to be the president of the United States. And under his watch, the nation would basically be destroyed. And um, very fascinating prophecy because, lo and behold, a son of Kenya rose up to become president of the United States. His name was Barack Obama. And uh, it fulfilled the prophecy actually to the letter, and under his watch, total, basically total destruction. Uh, I wanted to talk about this Rolling Stone. I want um, now. You said there were there are two issues, and could you get into that for everybody? Of the Rolling Stone. Now this is very very interesting. The title of the of the Rolling Stone to begin with. It's kind of a mockery. Yeah. Yeah. So what I what I was doing is I was going back and looking at some events that have happened in the past with Obama on Purim. And I found that on uh, on Purim of 2008, the Rolling Stone came out with a magazine called A New Hope. Barack Obama has got the messianic glow behind him. It's, you know, the Messiah yeah. figure, A New Hope is arising. And then in the next year, they gave him a commemorative edition, Rolling Stone magazine, also came out exactly on Purim, The Triumph of Hope. So that's the connection. Rolling Stone is is the resurrection, right? It's the stone is being rolled back. It's the resurrection of the Messiah. Barack Obama connected to Rolling Stone magazine. He got the messianic glow, and it, it happened on Purim. And so I, I pointed that out. Another thing I pointed out is that in 2012, he went to Rio de Janeiro. And on the day of Purim, he had his picture taken with his family uh, in front of the Christ statue. And it was, uh, you know, it was kind of like a hazy evening and the night glow put a glow behind Obama in, with the Christ figure in the back. Yes. And a pretty amazing picture, real messianic looking and stuff like that. Well, it turns out that, the, the, well, that was 2011. And then in 2012, 
actually made front page news that uh, Netanyahu gave Obama the book of Esther on Purim in 2012, March 7, 2012, and it was a pointed reminder of the Iran annihilation threat. And so, got all of these connections that are, are linked to Purim, and then you got right in the middle of it is this 322 that's also part of their big code, you know. And so, so many things that are really kind of in front of us that people aren't aware of, and that's just kind of what I'm trying to do is just help people to get some perspective on where we are maybe in the biblical timeline. Well, it's kind of interesting because the headline, you've got it up on one year. I copied the, you know, screen copy. Netanyahu's Book of Esther, gift for Obama, a pointed reminder of Iran's annihilation threat. Uh, This is very, very interesting because Obama said that if push came to shove, he was going to back the Islams. Not Israel. He hates yeah. Israel. He hated uh, Netanyahu. So yeah, Netanyahu that, must have known. If the political winds shift, I will stand with Islam. Yes, and I don't think people, you know, people thought, oh, well, Obama's this great Christian leader. No, he, he's not a Christian. Well, he got this whole Iran nuclear deal going, and he gave Iran all that tons of money. So they could keep going with their program. Well, I just read an article, Larry. Did you see that article where Biden has lifted all uh, sanctions or whatever and give them basically the go-ahead on their nuclear program? Well, I, I did see that, Stuart. And also at the same time, uh, they're reporting, or Israel is reporting, that uh, now since all of this has happened, that uh, Iran is only just weeks. Now, whether that's two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, I don't know. It doesn't say. Just weeks away from the bomb. And, uh, by the way, uh, Israel is doing almost daily now full military drills to attack Iran. Wow. Well, I think we're probably looking at Isaiah chapter 17 which a lot of people are not familiar with. But, uh, you know, we're we're right at the cusp. And remember uh, the bots, uh, Cliff High's bots and the Israeli mistake. And we've often wondered what, what in the world could that Israeli mistake be? Perhaps we're watching it unfold, an attack on Iran. Because Iran does have allies, including uh, Russia. And I've often wondered, if Russia has these treaties with with these people, could that not be the hooks in the jaws? In other words, the Lord has uh, uh, Putin do, do these treaties because of the situation they find themselves in. So they do these treaties, and then the treaties themselves cause Russia to come down upon the mountains of Israel, because that's in Ezekiel 38. And the other thing that's kind of interesting, I think, if I'm reading it right, they sever out employment 
after this great war for seven years. But they burned the weapons of war for seven whole years. Well, that means that kind of has to be uh, before Daniel's 70th week. Now, I know Steve feels we're already in it, and there's a lot of people who do. Uh, so I guess we're just going to have to watch and see how all this plays out. But I think my point would be this is awful close to happening. Here it is, breaking news. Biden regime waives all sanctions on Iran's civil nuclear program. Isn't that sort of a, <laughs> how do I say, a slap yeah, in the face of Israel? What do you think? Well, what weren't they still? Uh, weren't they just in a meeting about the Iran nuclear deal? And what happened? Where was that? In Lausanne, or where were they? I can't remember. Larry, do you know? Yeah, they had that meeting in Geneva, uh, a brief Geneva. meeting, and uh, and uh, Iran would not accept a nuclear deal. So apparently, uh, it appears that, uh, of course, we know that. Matter of fact, Augusto Perez calls Biden, oh, Biden, all the time because he says, oh, is pulling the strings. So uh, basically, oh, has always wanted Iran to be a nuclear nation and a threat to Israel. And they're headed there. Yeah. Yeah, here's an article that came out on January 26th. As Iran nears uranium breakout capacity, U.S. mills bomb making scenarios so they're they're like reaching uranium breakout capacity right now well here's Hal Turner what he thought about it of course it is and has been Israel's view that the civil nuclear programs is in fact a military weapons program which of course it is we know that Israel's insistence on severe sanctions created yet more troubles in the Middle East and for the United States, whose politicians are literally whores for campaign money from the Israeli firsters. Those who believe the Israelis did their bidding, and it backfired on all of us in a huge way, as Iran kept right on doing what they wanted. Well, now Biden has lifted all sanctions of any kind. So they're free to just go ahead and keep going. Big time. So what Larry said, maybe within a week. I, personally, I thought they probably have weapons, nuclear weapons already. Because uh, I read. Yeah, and so, so this, yeah, this may tie in. I mean, they're saying that they're weeks away. You've been watching all this buildup in Ukraine, and, you know, people were thinking this may be going in December, maybe in January. But... Um, one thing that I brought out in my studies is that Second Samuel 11.1 1 shows us biblically the time that kings go off to war. It says in the spring, at the time when kings go off to war, Second Samuel 11.1. 1. And so Jesus told us in Matthew 24.20, pray that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. And then you've got the war beginning in the springtime. And so you've got this conjunction, this convergence, right here that it connects to Purim, it connects to the end of winter, it connects to the beginning of spring. The other thing it connects to 
which is maybe overlooked a lot, is the fact that uh, the full moon is shown to be the appointed day for the return of the good man. Proverbs 7, 19 and 20 says, My husband is not at home. He's gone on a long journey. He took his purse filled with money and will not be home till full moon. Now, in the, in the King James, it says the point is day. But right. in the actual original, in the Strong's Concordance, number 3677, appointed day is full moon. Okay? And this is the same usage in Psalm 81.3. It's only used twice. Sound the ram's horn at the new moon when the moon is full in the day of our festival. And it talks about the trumpet being blown at the full moon. We know that the the rapture is going to happen when there's a trumpet. It's going to be a trumpet. And so this is interesting connection that it's the full moon. And then you remember, even in Ipeco, it shows the, the, the black boy or the, the Obama the Antichrist rising up in a full moon. So it's the rise, the rapture, the, the rise of the Antichrist and the rapture at the same time is happening at a full moon. Even I pet God shows that it's a full moon when this happens. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You're, it's amazing. Uh, it's called the worm moon. And the reason I bring that yeah, one up, work. yes, well, we got only wormwood, yeah. but there is a worm. Uh, I, I think it's in Psalms. I'm not sure. But there's a guy that did a video on it about this worm, and it's red in color. And it crawls up this tree and forms a heart shape, and then it turns bright white. Uh, so that's, I believe, a direct reference to uh, the Lord and and his work on the cross for us worms, because that's really what we are uh, in, in the sight of, uh, you know, the universe. We're nothing but a bunch of little worms here. <laughs> so it, it all comes together. With the, uh, I, I can't remember what they call it, a crimson worm or what they call it. i got to do some research on it. I'll bring it up later uh, on another program. But there, he did a whole research on it, totally biblical, about how this crimson red worm crawls up this specific tree, forms into a heart shape, and then turns bright white. And uh, it reminds me of Isaiah. Though your sins be as crimson, I shall make them as white as snow. So why would it be on a worm? I mean, you got this reference to the worm, and then you have the worm moon, which is another point of everything you've brought together. It's just one more confirmation that there's yeah, going to really be a like big change. If you have the information on that, send it to me and maybe I can put it into a video. I'm just looking yeah. at the word worm in the King, King James. It's used 28 times. So there might be information on the worm 
that we could look into too. Yeah, it's a, it's just amazing how so, all this stuff comes together. Just basically one more piece of information that I have in my video that I haven't talked about real yeah. quickly is just this out. There's a heavenly sign on 322, uh, March 22nd. Very interesting. Somebody else brought this out in a, in a, in a publication. And I shared it on my channel. And it's in the constellation of Capricorn on March 22nd, which is number one. It's already connected to their number. Right. It's connected to the GOAT. Capricorn is representation of the goat and then we have the separation of the sheep and the goats. Mm-hmm. But on 322 in Capricorn, we've got Mars, which is the god of war. We've got Venus, which represents, it's kind of a dual prophecy as far as the star of the morning. Satan is referred to, Lucifer is referred to as the star of the morning. Jesus right. is also referred to as the bright morning star. So we've got that kind of a usurping going on, Satan wanting to be that bright morning star, but he's got his own title, right? Star of the morning. Yep. And then Saturn is right there, and Saturn represents Satan. So very interesting that in, in Capricorn, the goat, you've got Mars, Venus, and Saturn all conjoining on March 22nd. So that's another sign of war, you know, coming and the rise of the Antichrist, the GOAT. You know, it's all of this, this theme we've got going on here. It's all coming together between Gerald and uh, the spring equinox and March 22nd. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to focus on on this whole week, not putting all my marbles in one basket or one day, but we've got huge conjunction between March 16th and March 22nd. Anything could yeah. happen at this time, so let's keep our eyes open. Well, speaking about war, Larry, are you uh, you know probably a lot more about this than I do. Something about they would have their war before the spring thaw over there because it bogs down all of their... Uh, uh, Heavy military equipment. Do you know anything about that? Well, I've I've heard a lot of comments uh, from a number of the generals that have been on America's Voice News, War Room, and et cetera, uh, and they're talking that, uh, as a matter of fact, General Jack Keane said that he believed that this war would start around February the 20th is the date he gave, he said, "Our late February, because uh, that the military equipment right now it can travel. It, you know, the heavy armor, tanks, uh, armor, and, and other things can travel on the ground. But that when the spring thaw begins to, the ground just literally turns into a quagmire. And so, if they're going to go to war, they're going to have to do it while the ground is frozen solid. That's kind of but." you're probably talking about yes yes well, that makes sense you got any questions for steve so far well if he's going to research that worm you were talking about you said that worm crawls up a specific tree it'd be yes. interesting to note what type of tree and symbolically what that tree would represent uh yeah probably the cross 
Christ crucified on a tree. Would be my guess, just guessing, but I don't know. This fellow on YouTube uh, really dug into it really deep, and he was uh, quite emotional. I haven't seen it, but uh, Patty saw it, and uh, she said he was uh, very emotional because nobody's paying any attention to it. And now with the worm moon and Purim and all the things that tie to Purim, uh, it's, it's just amazing. So I will get that. Uh, I to just Steve. found something. I just found Go something ahead. pretty amazing. Yes. Okay. Remember at the beginning of the program, I talked about NATO and Lucifer being the king of the north. Yeah. And Isaiah 14. Look at Isaiah 14:11. I mean, we've got this whole prophecy. Let me go to the full chapter, and I'll show you in context. Oh, man. It's all connected to the worm, guys. This is unbelievable what I just found here. Okay. Look at... Oh, I've, like, got chills going up my spine right now. Okay, so I'm in, I'm in Isaiah 14. Let me start at verse 10. And they shall speak... And say unto thee, Art thou also become weak as we? Art thou become like unto us? Thy pomp is brought down to the grave, and the noise of, the, of the, thy vials. The worm is spread under thee, and the worms cover thee. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which gives weakest the nations? This whole prophecy is connected to worms, guys. Isn't that amazing? Wow. <laughs> it's all beginning to and come it's together. The worm moon. The Purim is the yeah. worm moon. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a huge revelation we just received. Thank you. Yeah. Well, it's going to come, and uh, I know people just are not ready, but they're they're not ready either for just w- w- earthly things and what's going to happen here in America. I mean, they're working day and night for the new currency. In fact, I found an article uh, about that where uh, – I can't see if I can find it real quick. Uh, you know, you get some – I go through and get all this new. It takes all day to do it, but uh, – there's all kinds of, uh, how do I say, headlines and whatnot that just match totally with Scripture all the time, and it's becoming more and more and more and more of that way. I think the Lord is, you know, Steve, you're, you're the only one that I know of that really digs into these connect-the-dot signs. I don't find them anywhere else. And uh, I know you get ridiculed and all that for it, but, uh, folks, you can learn an awful lot about how all these things are connecting together. Uh, Steve, how do they find your website or YouTube channel before we forget? Um, My YouTube channel is is Steve Fletcher 222, and uh, just put that in there, and uh, Steve Fletcher 222. They come right up. We just reached uh, 40,000 subscribers this week. And um, I've got this one main video that I did on Purim. 
is a 30-minute video. I explain all of the slideshows in uh, all of the slides, you know, really easily. So you can follow along, you can see everything visually and explain it. And then uh, it's also got the closed caption option on there so you can choose any language you want. If you mm -hmm. want any subtitles in any other language, it's available on that video. So. Yeah, it's it's. I, I watched that whole thing. In fact, I've watched it twice. It's amazing how all of this stuff kind of fits together. Uh, here's the article I was talking about. Boston Fed and MIT unveil model for electronic cash as policymakers mull whether to launch it. Well, there's your uh, great reset. The change of the currencies into uh, crypto or whatever you want to call it, I call it, uh, you know, that's part of the Great Reset where cash will be outlawed and nobody will be allowed to, uh, they'll give you a certain amount of time probably to turn in your real cash, whatever you're hoarding at home. <laughs> so they'll give you a little bit of time to probably throw that in there. I would imagine there will be a great reset also in value. Like if you've got $10, it'll probably be reduced to one, if that. And uh, the American people are going to get blindsided by what these uh, satanic evildoers have planned for their new world order. And I think the Lord allows a lot of that to happen as a judgment upon the apostate Christians, and not only the apostate Christians, the apostate world, who have elected to form all kinds of religions and philosophies and isms, political isms, and avoid picking up the cross. They don't want anything to do with the cross. So anyway, it's just everything is coming together so rapidly, folks. It really is. And here's another one that uh, off subject a little bit, but not. Charlie Victor jabs and pregnancy. 416,186 spontaneous abortions due to the jab. A new analysis by Dr. Jesse Rose estimates the number of spontaneous abortions caused by the jab well over the 416, 186 to date. And that's probably what's only been reported. Uh, any Anything else you want to bring up, Steve? we we got about four minutes left. Um, well, at the end of February, now they're planning on starting the jabs for six-month-olds to five-year-olds. So that's they got the authorization. I think they're planning at the beginning at the end of February to start that. It's amazing that parents would allow this, but uh, it just seems like they don't either have a clue or what do you think, you guys? Is this part of the overall separation? It seems like the Lord is separating out, and first of all, you got to separate out, I suppose in the world, and then you start separating out in, in Scripture and whatnot like that. What do you, what do you think? I, I just think this whole thing is, is a bad omen for, for the world. 
of what these rich men have done? Well, I would I would have to say something that to me is a classic is the just the just simply the abortion issue, and and we know and we've all said God has a controversy with America over abortion and how yes, that we don't have a check big enough to write to correct any of that, and so if that's true, then the jab coming in. And actually, is abortion on steroids, along with killing children and, and, and really a number of God's people, uh, where, do you, where do you lay that at? I mean, it, it, it's almost like going from bad to so much worse so fast. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Steve? Well, we need to have... Uh, I always on what, it, what the Bible says. Jesus gave us the answers in the Word of God. And, uh, you know, when you see all these things happening, look up, your redemption draws an eye. And, uh, you know, the people that are going to be weeping and gnashing their teeth are the ones that denied the written scriptures, denied the words of Jesus Christ. You know, he gave us all the warnings. It's all written down ahead of time so we can know, you know. No one should be ignorant in this day and age of of information and uh, knowledge increasing. I mean, we we can do everything, you know. Flying cars now, you know. The flying cars going, they got uh, pig hearts being transferred and uh, transplanted into men. You know, yep. but people are ignorant of what the Bible says. And, yep, uh, it's just it's just going uh, sign after sign after sign. And like you just said, nobody has any excuse. And there's going to be a lot of wailing and crying and weeping and gnashing of teeth when this thing really takes hold. Uh, I want to thank you, Steve, for coming on. That was very fascinating. And Larry, uh, any last word? We got about. Ten seconds. (laughs) Yeah, I'd like to parrot what Daniel Holding said on Facebook. You, you, the church, you don't even know what time it is. Yes, that's exactly right. And they're going to find out the hard way. Anyway, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks a lot, everyone, for listening. You take care. Heads up.